Yep, you're all good in the hood. Your ring light's perfect. Awesome. Looking sexy, looking bitchin', motherfucker. Hey, I didn't do that. It was my, my girl who makes me do all this shit. That's that. <laughs> you know, that's what we have a woman for, you know, make us look pretty. Hey, here we go. People think they're fucking around. Look at this five record CD set I found, bootlegged of rat. Nice. So I decided, look at this, perfectly packaged, really nice. Five CDs of songs never heard wow. of how they got them, I don't know, but I'm going to release the same thing and fuck them. Yeah, wow. release it officially. It's crazy. guaranteed that it. comes from that, that must come from Japan. Japan are the best at doing this stuff. Well, guaranteed. it's not, it, I think it's Europe, Germany, or Europe or something. Otherwise, there'd be hmm. Japanese all over. But yeah. anyway, I went through right. it and I'm like, I'm like, it ain't nothing like I got. Right. Nice. New York City, nineteen uh, January nineteen. Whoa, December eighty three, Long Beach Arena. Wow. The soundboard. Hey, let's get let's get right into this here because I'm yeah. looking at the uh, the poster behind you, and you've got the original James Bond, Sean Connery. Oh yeah. And you're of course, from, of course, from uh, Spain or something. Mm. And and you're the original voice of Rat. And I have said this. <laughs> I have yeah. said this publicly millions of times. There are two bands in particular from the 80s that you cannot change the vocalist because it changes the band. Rat and, of course, a great white Motley Jack Crew. Russell. Uh -oh, well, Motley, Jack yeah. Russell. Yeah. But Jack Russell, his voice is so unique. You can't fuck with that. And your voice is so unique. You can't fuck with that. Well, I so, appreciate that. You know, that's interesting because Jack, I mean, fuck, all that guy's been through, he sings like a motherfucker still. I give him kudos, man. I don't even know how he stands up on stage giving all, all his... All I know is that voice ain't going anywhere, you know? Even back in the day when they were Dante Fox doing the Troubadour with Mickey Rat, I was like, whoa, we became friends back then. It's yep. like, fuck, he sings like a crazy man, you know? Mm. But, uh, you know, as I say that, other truths are evident, too. You know, Warren's sound is rat. Bobby's sound is rat. Um, talk to me about where, that. Where, where are we in all of this with these guys? Because you did that show in, I guess, April, the uh, stream? Yeah, Bobby came onto the stream, and everybody got yeah. all hopeful for a reunion between the two of you guys. And, you know, what? what's the current state of all that? <laughs> the current state is, well, you know, Bobby came out and did the jam. I invited him out, and, and it, it's, you know, it's... You can call it instigate, being the instigator, but why not? You know, I mean, Mitch just said it right there, you know, and I, I got to be clear. You know, I said it earlier, I hate bullshit in our audience thinking, you know, this is rat, you know, no disrespect to these other players coming and going, but it's getting kind of silly. And, you know, I'd rather be out doing my own thing until, uh, you know, things come to order or uh, we can, you know, kind of take a step backwards and forwards and and see what yeah. you got because like you say bobby's the swing yeah. you know one is 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 one and, and he's the know, dive Warren, bomb <laughs> and Warren is you know definitely you know d martini man and and rest in peace robin is you know no matter who tries to replace him it ain't never gonna fucking happen right so you know that's so good so anyway that's where it's at bobby came and, and jammed out and he mm -hmm. might sit in a couple of shows we'll see what happens you know i'm opening the door so we'll see what what happens so you're Brad opening the door to 
you're opening the door to all those guys. You're you're ready and willing. You're like, guys, you know what? At this point, because I was saying to Mitch, you know, as a fan, you know, I look back and I'm not like really like super into everything. But it's like every time I see Rat in the news, it's lawsuit this, lawsuit Rat that, you know, Steven, oh. Bobby, you know, all these guys. Yeah, and it's yeah. like the fact that you're being the good guy saying like, guys, listen, let's just play some rock and roll, make some money. Well, it's not being the good guy, believe me. It's being the business-minded guy and, yeah. and having some respect for the legacy we leave because, you know what, I'm on to other adventures in life. And, and you know, it's not like I, I love, you know, being on stage and this and that, but, you know, look at man. I'm evil Knievel, you know. I'll give it a few more years of, of you know, having at it and, and enjoying myself, you know, when I want. Not because right. I have to. I don't have right. to. You know, I just have a little bit more respect and integrity for my band, Rat, you know, and that's about yeah. it, you know. So, you know, and as the 80s scene is so popular and it ain't going anywhere, it's like this new thing. Everybody's waiting for it to end, you know. Well, yeah. it just goes to show how strong and clever, you know, huge by the way it's amazing you know these people made these people made in the 80s selling billions of records you know and it's it was this decade that will never be you know replicated uh, duplicated no it's just funny because our our local sony rep you know stefan he in the 90s he was like mitch that stuff's old and i was like no i still love it and then in the 2000s mitch that's the old stuff give up on the rats and the warrants we got we got jet and and uh, the strokes and I was just like, yeah, fuck off. And yeah. here we are well, in 2021, and these it's, it's, are still here. Yeah. I got to tell you, it, it's it's uh, who has staying power, you know? And and I said it before, uh, there's a lot of bands in the 80s that really didn't make it. Right. That are being played more than ever. Yes. Uh, yeah. That have the opportunity now because of this genre called the 80s, hair metal. Call it what the fuck you want. I don't really care. Do you get offended it, at hair metal? Yeah, right. I just play, you know, you can call rat, rat and roll this, that. But me, I just play music. You know, I'm from the 70s guy, you know, so, you know, it's just music to me, uh, whether, you know, it's uh, Zeppelin oriented or Sabbath oriented or priest. And Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, the decade is what it is. And, you know, it's like, you know, where are these 90s bands? You know, they're nowhere. Uh, Let's let's go. Listen, the stadium tour is Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison. I do not see any stadium tours with Everclear and what else? What Green? Like who else was in the nineties? You know, they don't. They're not happening. Well, yeah, Soul right. Asylum. There's no Soul yeah. Asylum stadium tour. Yeah, fence Soul Asylum. <laughs> well, guys. no disrespect, but that you got a point there. No, it's it's not even nostalgic. It's like it's just this brings most of us back to a a, a great place. You know, I mean, hey, yeah, as foolish as we were, or as smart and whatever, it, it was. It, it's cool, and it's 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 good that it's uh it's still refreshing. You know, yeah, it but is. it's also great because you guys are getting. You know, I mean, you look. It's like me and my buddy. We were sitting at the gas station, and we saw it on. The, we saw. We heard round and round the Geico commercial. We're like, dude, rats! Like in the, you know, in the, like on TV in 2020, 2021. It's like the yeah. stage power. And at the end of the day, it really just does come down to the songwriting because that's what it is. The songs just stand the test of time. I, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and then, you don't have you the know, song. You're not going to be around. And look, you know, it's funny because, you know, the videos we had to make and it was such a new medium. And, and some of us look back and go, oh, man, we look like, you know, we look like whatever. And, and you know, the clothes. and the, But it was it was just what was happening. And, and I thought it was awesome. 
<laughs> I was yeah, there. I just rad tried to do its own thing i mean we were constantly trying to turn the corner so nobody could you know we well, can be ourselves and let me ask you about that own thing because you're the band that resisted the power ballad you look at motley crew don't go away mad home sweet home you know nothing else matters metallica kiss forever blah 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 goes on and on and on rat never yeah. did that w- w- yeah. why well, we got close, close, closer to oh, my yeah. heart. Robin and I, I would give Robin some of these ideas of mine and they'd turn into closer to my heart. Or So we went there. We just never pushed it. And I wish we would have with um, that one song I did with uh, Diane Warren and Desmond. Uh, Nobody uh, Rides for Free? No, Giving Yourself Away. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and, only Japan got notice of that and it charted and, and they made a video of us half live, half, you know, conceptual kind of thing. It was cool, you know, but that's as far as we got. We didn't want to follow the trend. We never went on the TV shows. We never did any of that shit because we didn't think we had to, you know, it possibly hurt us in a way because, you know, but in the beginning, we didn't care to be poster boys in the first place. We wanted to go out and party and play music, you know? Right. Hmm. You you just mentioned Desmond Child. So back in the day, what what possessed you guys to go and bring in an outside songwriter like Desmond? I don't know. What possessed us? <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't all bad, but it, it wasn't, you know, like, oh, go write with somebody because they make hits. Well, shit. Hmm. Rat in the first place never went to anybody. The minute we did, we had the worst selling records around. No disrespect. Mm. You know, these guys are brilliant writers, but that doesn't guarantee, uh, you know, uh, you're my angel. You know what I mean? I mean, fuck, I've written with everybody. Jim Valance for Arcade and, you know, uh, uh, possibly Marat, but, you know, Fredrickson and Marvin, you know, this guy and, and that guy. And it was crazy. You know, we were like, why are we doing this? And then sitting around a round table going, well, we like this song. We don't like that song. And we're like, go fuck yourselves, you know? So that's where that went. Right. By the way, Jim Valance, uh, one of the greatest Canadian songwriters ever. We, one love, of the best we love Jim. Um, where are we? Oh, I love Jim. Uh, and he's doing that uh, that that show out on Broadway, which is fantastic. Uh, pretty uh, pretty woman. Um, where are we in terms of new music? You, I, I've seen reports of two new albums, not just one, but two old school, like in the seventies. Yeah. Um, are they different albums in terms of musically? Like one is more pop, and the other one is more metal, or are they just the same? And there's just too many songs. You hit it right on the head. But it See was how smart I am. To be- it was supposed to be kind of a not a surprise, but you you hit it right on the head. I've been writing so much my, my on my own uh, and putting little bits out there. You know, I could give a shit. You know, here's a riff. You know, check it out. I do play guitar. People don't think I do, and yeah. and so so you're right. Exactly what you say. One record is Eric and I. We already finished it like months ago. The writing. I mean, I can't wait to, to say what else you got. Then he's going to give me 10 more songs. So I don't need that right now. We got one record ready to go record. And then I figured, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do a, a special thing for the fan, you know, hardcore guys and people and, and, and release a double vinyl. Uh, um, and the second record is just going to be me just writing what i used to write like in mickey rat you know just having at it you know <laughs> i have a great time writing and it's heavier stuff 
You know, that's where cheater, you got it, tell the world in your direction. That all came from Mickey Rat in 78, 79 and, and stuff, you know. So I want to get back to that. And that second part will be, you know, what it is, you know, mm-hmm. exactly that. You very very intuitive. The, you think you might work with Jakey e. Lee again? Um, I'd, I'd work with him anytime. I got to tell you, though, you know, we're doing this before you bring it up. We're doing this uh, uh, show in pre-production. It's kind of a it's hard to explain, but it's it's legacies of uh, rock, rock people and starting with the 80s genre. And it, it, this will be a part of that with the history, because I'm doing it also a docu-series, three part coming out on Asai TV next month. And I take you back to Rat Mansion West, something that we've never done before with Rat. And I take you through, you know, where the band started. We go to San Diego. I mean, I go to my accident scene. It's it's way involved. So it's going to be cool. Mm -hmm. And speaking of Jake now, this is it. I tell stories that never done, you know, in the book or any, you know, maybe not even in the next book. But um i talk about jake i heard him say once that he we've never really written music together we have we co-wrote a song back when he was in the band in 82 and matt thorne our bass player uh occasional rap bastard bass player the guy rough cut early rat with jake uh um told me yeah you guys co-wrote these tunes so i'm gonna get a hold of him actually and say hey let me refresh your memory we in fact did write a song together so there wow. is a bit of trivia right there i would i wouldn't mind uh, uh working with jake why not he's a very talented guy you know he's he a rat be. bastard always once a rat always a rat bastard man. you know i mean uh, think of him standing on the stage next to warren d martini with uh juan and, and bobby uh, there that'd be fucking that'd be huge i, th- I think that, fan, would be, fan. that would be insane i i think that yeah. would uh, yeah we'll curtail that one let me work <laughs> on that You'll uh, need five buses to get the tour going, but I yeah, think I yeah, think fans would love wait, it. Hold on, Mitch. I want to stop you there for a second. You just made a joke about five buses. Like, is there so much bad blood between you guys that like is it you just can't get along or like wh- like what's the actual issue? Well, look, it's not the first time I've said it, man. We're not the most dysfunctional band in the world. It's just that some of the shit came, the laundry just came out, and mm-hmm. and you know that's not how to do with shit, but defend you know if you got to defend yourself but look it's like this 36 years later here we are you know i mean it's if that's what it takes to do business that's what it takes i mean otherwise you're stupid you're foolish why not what what else you got to do sit around pick your ass you know Uh, you got a band you got a career you got this you got that you know if you want it you got to want it you know and uh, you put the bullshit to the side and you make it work sure and and some people do it and some people don't but we're not the most dysfunctional but we're fucked up (laughs) (laughs) yeah we don't actually really hate hate each other that much (laughs) no that's the funny thing because i've had a a peek behind the curtain and Juan has talked to Bobby. Bobby's talked to Juan. You talked to Bobby. Bobby talked to to Warren. Like everybody talks to each other for the last twenty five years, and, and yet when well, it hits when it hits public media, it's, it it looks like it's totally yeah. crazy. Yeah, tell <laughs> us something. Man. The bottom line is, look, it's like everybody knows there's a connection. That's why they talk shit on each other. It's like you know, yeah. if you're in a gang, you're in the gang, and we right. always consider ourselves a gang. So yeah. You know, and, I, and I, I really feel like you know the bestest of friends are the ones that are always busting everybody each other's balls. So it's you know, 
Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're correct. So so those two new albums, so one, like you said, is going to be popular. The other one's going to be sort of old school. Um, are they both coming out this year? Or are they one no, this year, next one next year? year? Okay. Next year. Yeah, next year. I mean, I'm going to need, as well as they're prepared, and we're very prepared when we go into the studio. Believe me, I crack a whoop like Bo Hill. Uh, um, it, next year, I'm looking to mid... It, it, whatever it takes i mean it's yeah. great music and this is i still like putting out music right. i don't care what people say people say ah you know nobody gives a shit about a record nobody gives a shit i do about what about if one of these songs is kind of cool and people dig it i and, do. You know, i i hate bands that have given up on us yeah and I, no offense to uh, to aerosmith and the kisses and stuff of the world but it's like dude it's been 15 fucking years like come on uh, give yeah, me something right. give me something yeah yeah um in terms i say of- the same i say the same thing when i asked for some songs a few years back it's like yeah, let's release some songs well we uh it takes too much time it's this i'm like are you in your fucking mind you just want yeah, it yeah. you just write a song round and round is written with two cassette decks with three guys in a room give me a fucking break you know right how do you record these is this live off the floor or do you do the whole <laughs> studio magic uh you know fly no, stuff in, I, fly am, stuff? I am so old school Here's my drum machine. Oh, nice. My drummer. <laughs> and I still, even though I have a Lisi's, and then here's the magic guy. This has been around for oh, oh, Jesus. Wow, probably like 15 wow. years. There's <laughs> How many demos have, have you done on that thing? <laughs> many. And I have another deck over sitting right here on the that, desk. That is and literally it, older than you, Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. And it works. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I actually have a a two-track Tascam mono recorder, cassette recorder down here. I'm going to try to fire her up. Nice. It's like 1972 or something. Yeah. But, I mean, how different is the recording process compared to when you're, you know, you're out doing round and round or, you know, one of my favorite songs is Love and Use a Dirty Job. And yeah. I was always curious how a song like that comes up. Does it start with the... Does it start with the guitar lick or somebody have a melody? And then how do you guys actually record that? Like, talk to... That's... Tell me a story behind that. That's the second time that song has been brought up, how it was written. I just answered that. Um, That's Warren coming in with a riff, and it just so happened. um, Bo Hill liked it and turned it into a song. A lot of these lyrics, you know, I'd like to claim are for me, but they're not, you know, and it's okay. You know, if I want my lyrics heard, they'll be heard. So. I, I kind of went with it, you know, and and it's cool, but it starts with a, a Warren riff, as most of our songs do. I'm probably, you know, uh, I tend to bring in whole songs to the band always since day one. Here's a song, you know, oh, I got everything's written. Um, but when you get us all collectively, when you got us collectively in a room, then it, it's that easy when Robin and Warren and I would sit around, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just with tape decks. I mean, nothing's changed. You know, I have two small great amps over here, you know, and and uh, I just do it. And when it comes time to getting serious, well, I go to a studio, you know, and do the real deal. And so but nothing's changed. Uh, hmm. Would you guys cut that uh, stuff live uh, off the floor or was it, you know, like, you know, he'd go and do the drum track and then guitars would be overdubbed and bass or was it like a band on the floor doing the thing? Oh, for Rat early on? Yeah. Uh, no, we would always go into pre-production. 
you know, and do it live, do it live. Like to when you go into the studio, you're, you're prepared, you know, with Bo Hill, you had to be prepared and, and uh, that's just it, you know? Hmm. Let me just ask you this. You, you mentioned briefly in passing the accident from years ago, yeah. last time I saw you at the Brass Monkey in Ottawa, at the end of the show, your knees were in such pain that the big bouncer Dion literally had to carry you up the stairs to uh-huh. the bus. How bad is it now? Because as we age and look, trust me, my shoulders hurt, my back hurts, my knee, uh-huh. shit hurts just naturally. Yeah, right. Without an accident. How are you doing? Well, I'm, you know, I'm beat up. It takes a bit to get up, but you know, I'm not, I'm not down and out. I mean, my knees are great, actually. Both of them were fixed, and and inevitably one blows out, the other blows out, and except the second one, when it blew out, it got infected. I got a staph infection, so that was Ouch. a whole other ball game. That was called uh, IV wow. through the heart shooting antibiotics in there, right? Oh, jeez, damn. Or thanks, Christy, for shooting it in there, but. Um, it was heavy, but I, I'm, I'm great. I feel better. I don't know why I keep getting these chances or what else I need to prove, but obviously something. So, you know, I deal with it. The only thing that, that, that uh, bothers my body is, is people that give me a headache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you know, like, like I said, we see Jack Russell out there and the voice is still there, but the poor guy sometimes seems like he's going to fall over. And I love Jack, but you're not at that point, though. You're, you're still kicking. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm 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 good to go. Good. How's your voice? I, I just up? have to take it easy out there. I have a tendency on stage to mm. to want to get a little too out there. And and this last show we did solo show, uh, there was so much crap on the stage. I'm thinking, man, there should be needs to be stage production here because somebody will end up, you know, <laughs> falling over because it always happens to a singer, guys. Once in our career, you're gonna yeah. take a shit up there because yeah. of somebody else's bullshit or stumble well, over a monitor or um listen yeah, that's why D uh, d snyder has a taped carpet for where he's gonna sing so there's none of this slip and slide shit going on yeah. smart bad idea, D- idea. D- yeah smart man Stephen, um, i want to ask, ask you um you know i've seen a couple of we've been talking to a lot of bands about this recently and it's sort of the uh the backing track debate and I'm really curious, you know, how's your vo- how's your voice holding up? And are you guys like playing the tracks alive or and would you consider doing that? No, we never have. I never would. I actually made a statement and, and it got taken way out of context and control. Yeah, I saw um, that. I was like, what's going on here? And all I did was say that you would never catch us having done that or, or, or doing it and look to each his own i don't believe in it but when the guy's pulling away from a mic and it's still you know shit's going on yeah backup guys and and it's kind of i'm old school like i say you know you get out there and do it and you're gonna suck sometimes and you're gonna be okay sometimes and with me usually when i think i'm having my worst day is probably my best show vocally and and i tend to have a voice that it just I don't worry about it. I just see what happens. You know, I turn the switch on and that guy goes out there and sings, but yeah, but I, I wouldn't think of it. No way. And, and, but like I say, to each his own to get the job done and it's business. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I get both arguments, you know, uh, you big arena act, you're paying 300 bucks for a ticket. You want it to be perfect. I get that. But at the same time, I get the argument of, it's got to be dirty. It's got to be rock and roll. And there's got to be feedback. So you know that you're paying for a live show. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I like I like that. Well, you know, it's, well, it's, it's like, 
you know, I, I when I saw Zeppelin in '73 twice in one week, and in San Diego, and they weren't the same. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, totally opposite evenings, uh, the ebb and flow right. of it. And, and that's what's I cool about him, it. And then I see him in '75, right? Totally different. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'd go see Alice Cooper, Blue Oyster Cult, you know, all these great bands. Deep trick. Forget it, you know, Van Halen, whatever. It, it, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I didn't, you know, it is what it is. I, that's where I learned to do what I do. Right. You know, I didn't want to be a singer in the first place. I want to be a guitar player. So, you know, I kind of got into this by default, and I just went with it. You, know? <laughs> you were in a band with Jakey Lee and Warren. It's kind of hard to compete. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's why Jakey split because he didn't want to be in a two guitar band. I don't know. Right. Or we didn't like each other. Who knows? But uh, um, it, it, yeah. And so, hey, you know, it. I I, I find that uh, an odd thing. You know, yeah. we wouldn't. I always go to as many shows as I can on a tour and you go see a band three, four or five times. And when you go see a Metallica or a cheap trick, you get five different shows. Like you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And there are some bands you go and you go, okay, it's nine Oh six. Here comes the symbol. Perfect. And nine. And you're like, you're like, ah, same love gun from Ottawa as in Boise, you know, you know, so you're like, okay, maybe I just go once for this band. I, I don't need for you know, so you know, well, I mean, like I say, which is own. I mean, but I, I used to see these bands, and, and that's what I grew up on, and Sabbath, and I mean, it's not supposed to be, no. uh, uh, it's supposed to be Clockwork Orange, not Clockwork, you know, uh, right? Anyway, that's yeah, uh, yeah. No, no hidden keyboard player at a Stephen Piercy show. Nobody, nobody under no, the stage. At one time, at one time, we dabbled in keyboards with Rat. Oh. Really? The Bad. lessons you learn in life, you know. Who did you have? Did you I have that? Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Shall we? That's we funny. But but they also had they, they had Michael Schenker in the band for a while. You know that? Yeah, we did, and he'd come out halfway through the set, and I even played guitar uh, halfway through the set until I took a nose dive and blew <laughs> out the first knee. There's um, um there's footage floating around on YouTube uh, of you singing. Oh, but you're singing us. the UFO songs. It's so great. Oh yeah, yeah, that stuff. Oh, with Michael Shanker. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you're doing highlight. um, lights out. Is it lights out? For That's me, fun. Yeah, for me that was a highlight of the evening because Mickey Rat used to play that back in the day. It's one of the songs you have to learn, you know, and yeah. getting going. You know, it wasn't my Sharona. It was fucking. You know, <laughs> and it wasn't Don't Fear the Reaper either. It was a career of evil and, you know, the, the good shit, you know. Yeah. So, all right. So we've got the two new albums. You're going out on yep. the with the solo band. What the else? Bastards are out there. The right yeah. Bastards with Eric. With Eric Ferentino's always and uh, Frankie Wilsey, uh, Jerry Montana. He was uh, in Hell Yeah, dancing. He's brutal. And, uh, uh it was Scotty was sitting in Coogie. Uh, uh, we got Joaquin, another rat bastard. That's the best thing about my solo trip is, I, I, you know, I once a rat bastard always, and, and I can just give a, hey, want to, you know, you want to hang? And sure. And that's the way yeah, it goes. You, you just seem like you're down to celebrate the history of the band, and it's just really sure. cool. We're just having a good time. I'll play around. I love that song. I'll play <laughs> obscure stuff. I'll play a Zeppelin, a Priest, it, it, whatever. Yeah. 
me that day, you know. Let's get Robbie Crane to come out for a couple of shows, too. We love Robbie. Yeah, yeah I just ran into him. He's, he's, he's cool, touch and bass. Yeah, he's playing in Warren right bass. now. Touching bass. Touching bass with him. <laughs> with him. Uh, I'm going gonna, to wrap up here. Uh, yeah. Let me just quickly go with uh, the album that I, I love, and people always debate me on this, but I still think Dancing Undercover is one of your greatest albums. I just love it from top to bottom. Well, you know what? When we were doing that record, I got to say, we really wanted to switch gears. And I was surprised that even Warren was into it. You know, let's make a drier record. Let's try to get, uh, we've always tried to go back into the EP vibe. And that was one record that, you know, almost did it. You know, I mean, I presented Drive Me Crazy. And I mean, I was, you know, trying to come up with some heavy shit, you know, and but I like it too. It's a great yeah. record. It's yeah, great well, it's a great my, melodic record. My favorite album is Detonator, man. You get, like I said, oh, yeah. Love and Use a Dirty. The production on the album, the Cannonball Snare, it, it's just so well mixed. It sounds so good. Yeah, was that Bo Hill? Who was that? That was, that was uh, um, that yeah, was hold uh, on, I'll get well, that. Desmond Child and Arthur Payson, I think. Yeah, it was Walter Payson. Yeah, yeah, okay, I had that wrong. Yeah. Like, cool. Over by the, the way. Desmond. By the way, John, you, John Bon Jovi was credited as singing backing vocals on Heads I Win, yeah. Tails I Lose. How did that happen? Uh, it just happened. I don't know, man. I mean, look, you know, he, he kicked as a bone, you know, and mm. and Robin wasn't in the studio that much on that record, which sucked. And yeah, he brought him in and and it was cool, man. I mean, I got some funny pictures of us fucking around the studio, you know, uh, but yeah, he came in there and yodeled, and that was cool, man. That's you know, throw, throw us a bone for making him so fucking huge. <laughs> well, let me ask you that. <laughs> when when Bon Jovi was opening for Rat, did you walk out every night going, oh, fuck, this band's got... Because you can tell sometimes. You see a band, you go, no. 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 You know what really? we did? With, with any band that opened up for us, we gave a shit if they got more popularity or more whatever. We were doing business. That's called grab a hot opening act. And that's why Rat opened up for Ozzy after Motley. And that's why Rat opened up for Billy Squire. And that's why it was over then. It was like, these guys need to be headlining their own trip. So you learn. And I learned, you know, we learned earlier on, grab a great opening act. I mean, look, there's a story I'm going to tell about Poison. And it's it's crazy because I, video, I used to go out with a videotape off right. tour, right? Mm. Ended up at a party at his some apartment with Brett, Ricky, uh, Ricky the drummer, uh, his sister, me and a security guy, Phil. And I got this camera going and they were still a club band. I used to go out a lot and I'd tell Robin, man, there's this band, you know, they might be blowing up or, you know, tell our manager, you know, think about an opening act, you know, or somebody would say, hey, can my band open up for you? Well, let me see what we can do. And I would kick them a bone, have them open up at a, a show. Uh, third tier, fourth tier, whatever. And and the story about Poison is I videotaped the party at three in the morning and no shit. We're doing blow. They're doing blow. Tiddly winks, booze. I mean, and Brett's going, God, can my band open up for you? I mean, literally, this is on tape. And this goes on for about an hour or so. And, and what's funny is years ago, I might as well tell the story. Yeah. That's really get, a little, cool. get a little press right here. I went to each one of those guys and I said, do you know I have a videotape of you back in the early days you guys might want just to have in your, you know, for your next whatever uh, poison. Archive release. 
yeah, right. Or I'm going to put this in the long form or something. And they all said, no. So I was like, what? do you know what this is on this tape? There's like cocaine, alcohol. There's like, you know, you you're, you're just wouldn't stop on asking me to open up for rat until I finally gave in. Mm. And then they started, you know, they opened up for Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick opened up for rat. Uh, for rat. And they, you know, they were blowing up and we made a great call. You know, it was great. Yeah. You know, sell, sell the tickets. What the fuck do I care? It's just more money for me, you know? It's bigger, better business. Uh, um, so anyway, this tape, the infamous uh, 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 VHS tape. And uh, to this day, I, I still wonder why they never wanted it. Now it's going to come out, guys. Sorry. Yeah. That's honestly, you know what? Listen, at the end of the day, everybody knew that that was going down in the scene regardless. And it's oh, like. Yeah, that, that's not. The, the, it's, it's the partying not was the bullshit. It was yeah. the fact that, you know, yeah, you know, and then, so cool, and then I'm still wait, And then I'm still waiting for the gold record that if they ever got one, you know, for opening up for us. So <laughs> yeah. there it is again. You know? So we can thank Stephen Piercy for Rat. For, for yeah. Poison. For I mean, poison. yeah, for, for well, poison. Yeah, for poison. We won't take responsibility. I mean, that's called the '80s scene. Uh, take the credit. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody was being signed. They just, they just got lucky, and, and you know, not lucky. I mean, I don't know what the yeah. fuck. Who cares? Who cares? Listen, anyway, Rat was in the arenas, and they put a lot of great bands in front of them. They put Bon Jovi, yeah. Poison, and a bunch of others. They listen. Oh, they contributed, and, and it was good to go. Hey, we like Queensrÿche. Let them help it up. Or hey, we like Joan Jett. We like Lita Ford. You know, we like it when you have that opportunity, you try to be cool, but still you have to be business minded and say, don't step on my shit. You yeah. Know? Uh, uh, so, so there it is. So no would you, there. would you still give the opening band full PA and lights or were you guys stingy about that? Fuck no, of course not. <laughs> and that's something I learned from Van Halen, you know, but they, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. you, you <laughs> get four four feet at the front of the stage and no lights. <laughs> well, if you have a big production, you get what you get. You know, <laughs> yeah. we've That's been funny. there. Believe me, Rat's been there opening up for everybody and anybody just to play. You know, was it hard to open up for Van Halen? You know what? We only played with Van Halen once, and at least we got to do it. Uh, uh, probably about. Five years before Ed passed, uh, a couple years back, um, at least we got to play one show with them because I used to always give them shit. You know, how come we can't fucking play with you? You know, mm. who knows? Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. At least we got to do it once at a festival. Yeah, yeah. listen, I never got to open for Van Halen, so the same with Aerosmith. We only got to open up for Aerosmith once too, and that was in Spain, I believe. That would be a really great bill, Aerosmith and Rat. Come on, no, that, would, that would not happen with Warren on guitar. No. All right here. Final, final questions on this stuff. Is it disappointing sometimes that some of the bands that are, that have made it that are still doing the stadiums, the Bon Jovi's, the Def, that they don't bring you guys out as openers? Did you sort of go, "Hey, we were all in the scene together. What about us?" No, I don't. I don't. I don't give a shit. Okay. You know, maybe they're intimidated. I don't know. But you don't put Rat, the original Rat, in front of anybody. You know, we just didn't go for that bullshit, especially when Robin was in the band. You know, nowadays, we don't need a, 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 a you know, it's all good if, if there was something down, but. Yeah. Well, look at this. I, I mean, don't sit, I don't sit around losing sleep. You well, know? if Def Leppard called you tomorrow and said, listen, the stadium tour of Motley's not happening. Vince is too out of shape. It's not going to work. Rats, are you guys available? Can we get the can we get the guys back together? Come join the stadium tour, Bill. 
Would you be able to I'd get it together? Much, I, I'd say how much. And then I'd say probably yes or no. And if the number was good enough? Maybe if I felt like it. I mean, I, I, it depends on, you know, I mean, like I say, I, I'm going to a couple more years, two, three years, you know, I'm going to uh, kind of kick back a bit and work on other things. So I could give a shit, you know, I, we've been very blessed and, and humbled and blessed. And yeah. so it is what, what it are we is. looking at? 40 years, right? When did you start? Uh, 81, 82? Um, well, realistically, without with the original guys, uh, uh, I'd say early 83, late 82, early 83. Yeah. Now we got to do something for the 40th anniversary. You can't just, you can't just not do something. Come on. Come on, well, Warren. Come on, Bobby. Know. How yeah. do you know I'm not working on something right now, Mitch? Well, you could be. Yeah, it says uh, in July '83, Rat signed with the company, the Time Coast Mute. So, okay, July '83. Yeah. That's perfect. That's a, a summer point in the. Uh, so, two, 2023 July summer <laughs> tour, 40th anniversary. All right. <laughs> all right. Got it all figured out, my friend. Yeah, and Mitch and I will come on the road and we'll MC every night. We'll do the intro. Yeah. That's right. The party's going. Let's go. Yeah, I'll be waiting for the call. I'm in. That's right, and we'll uh, we'll get poison to open once again. <laughs> oh my god! Absolutely. And we're if giving them no record. lights. They get no lights. J yeah. J if I get a gold record, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So when are, when are these two CDs coming out? Do we have a release date in mind, or it's going to be probably mid uh, 2022? We're pretty pretty uh, uh, pretty aggressive in the studio, so. Yeah, and I have it locked in for distribution, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Stephen, it was so cool to meet you tonight. You're an absolute legend. This was an absolute I, highlight to chat with you, and so thank you so much. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Mitch, good talking again, brother. You too. Yeah, absolutely. Do this anytime. Let's go. Let's get a show up here in Canada. Let's go. Bring them up here. Yep. You got it. Bonsoir, as we say. Bonsoir. Au revoir. Cheers. Au revoir. Perfect. All right, we're done recording.